I need a hat change. <laughs> I need to change my hat for this podcast. <laughs> I don't want people to see me and think, wow, that guy looks stupid while talking. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Matt, do you hear that? Oh, shit. That's our intro music playing. <laughs> Boom. Now you got it, your bitch. finally back episode two that's crazy i mean leave it to us though to be late already you know what it was for good measures we had some difficulties but you know what? we're back yes exactly which is great because i think the first episode came out pretty well i'd like to think so i mean i listened to it all the way through did you listen to it all the way through yeah i did and you know it's more of me sitting there like dude i hate the way i talk why do i make other people do this And I hit you with a lot of fillers, like, mm, yeah, uh uh-huh. It's fine, though. I think it's a learning experience. You know, we'll get better as we go. Um, But nevertheless, we have a lot to talk about this week. Yeah, and, like, we're kind of an official podcast now because we're all over the place. So people can listen to us now on Spotify. They can listen to us on iTunes, uh, Google Play, I think. And there's, like, a few others that I don't really know the names of, but we're all over the place. Plug that Twitter. Ooh, yeah. And we have a Twitter. Uh, that's S-I-A-B official. Uh, you can even look up CNL before and I'm sure that'll come up too. Follow that. I've been tweeting a lot on that account now since that I'm trying to make us look relevant and I think I got some funny stuff. Yeah. You've been working at it pretty tough. I try, man. I mean, like, it's either really obnoxious or really good. Well, that's like story of my life. True. Obnoxious and good. Anyway... Uh, because we're bad hosts and haven't even said the name of the show yet, this is CNL Before, and my name is Matt Berenson. And I'm John Titus. Do we, like, should we start, like, making, like, fake stage names? I, you know what's a, I was just like, maybe we should have nicknames. Yeah. I already have my rapper nickname. Do I just go with that? JJ Moneybags? Yeah. JJ Moneybags and Little Peachy. Oh, I forgot about you. Have one, too. Dude, yeah. There we go. Oh, no. People are going to hate us. Yeah. Well, if they don't already. I, I'm sure they do. <laughs> <laughs> they love to hate us. All right, so have you seen what Brennan Yuri's been up to? No, actually, I haven't. The dude himself, the man, the myth, the legend, the guy we both adore and love, he's kind of just, like, put out today that, hey, yeah, I am all over, not today, but this week, I am all over the place, and I plan to con- continue doing so. Basically, there's kind of, like, big three news stories surrounding, or not news stories, but just things that Brennan Yuri's like, yeah. I'm going to do this or want to do this or be a part of this. First off, he wants to drop a metal Panic! The Disco album. Which I'm all for that. Dude, I'm so for that. Like, I mean, Panic! The Disco has always been pretty diverse. So why not throw a metal album into the mix? And like, it wouldn't be his first time dabbling in metal. For example, like, he's on a song with Every Time I Die. Is he really? Yeah. Dude, and, like, it's good. I don't know if you ever heard it. It's on their last album. I don't remember what the name of the album is called, but the song itself is called It Remembers, and it's, like, a small feature to the point where they don't even say featuring Brendan Urie. It's just, it's there. You just on the track? Yeah, it's so good. On Vine, he used to do, like, the Positive Hardcore Thursdays, which were great. I miss them. Dude, I miss them, too. I needed those in my life. I need Vine to come back in general. I do, too. I miss Vine, man. We would be so famous if Vine still existed. <laughs> You have no idea. Man, or we'd be get like severely bullied by 14-year-olds. We're either, we would either be really good or we would just really suck. Yeah, and people would hate us. 
<laughs> we're either like Nash Greer or his brother who everyone hated. Was that a thing? I have no idea. I think you mean Logan and Jake Paul. Yeah, but those guys aren't Vine. They're YouTube. Eh, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> back to Panic at the Disco. They re- they released that, or they revealed, or Brendan revealed, that he did do a metal cover of the old Panic song, The Calendar, which he's kind of like, yeah, maybe I'll put out, maybe I won't. I'll probably drop it on SoundCloud. And like, I am waiting every single day for that headline to be like, Panic at the Disco, drop metal cover of old song. I have no idea how fans would react to that, though. That would be my concern. Because it's like if it's split into two. It's either new fans who are like, oh, my God, what is this? This is Satan music. Or it's like old fans who are just like, you know what? This is kind of cool and really interesting, and I'm glad he experimented. Yeah, exactly. And I think, like, you don't even have to separate it between new and old. It's more of, like, the emo fans and the fans who only know them from the radio. Yeah, exactly. You know Which is mean? makes up I feel like makes up a majority of their fan base these days. Sure, yeah. I mean, they're kind of a pop band now. You know, High Hopes is killing it and it's all over the place and I mean, they've always kind of had that one single that stuck out. Like everyone knows I write sins not tragedies. Mhm. Yeah. Still, I think that would definitely shock some of the fans who don't know. But then again, like the fans who only know them from the radio won't even know that they dropped this song. Like I don't think They'll be so out of the loop regarding it. Yeah, exactly. Like, those aren't the ones following alt-press and rock sound. Yeah, that's true as well. So, who knows? Uh, Moving forward, this one is confirmed, and this one's actually kind of cool. So, you know Juice World? He's kind of like a rapper, emo rapper? Yeah, yeah. I don't really listen to him much, but I did see that Brennan Urie is going to be featuring on his uh, track on the new album. What? Yeah. Really? Yeah, and like, so... Benny Blanco, Benny Blanco, who is in some way, shape, or form affiliated with Juice World, I don't know how, if he's like a producer or something, posted a text like thread of him and Juice's, you know, texts and whatever. And he's like, bruh, I got the dude from Panic of the Disco in our song. And then Juice World just like responded with a bunch of like the like, oh my god emojis. And then in <laughs> all caps, he just goes, The groom's bride is a whore <laughs> with like all like exclamation points. And I'm like, Alright, oh this is dope. And and they dropped Which a. Says so much, like on how big that song actually is. Oh sure, and then like you know, I think like Juice World, like I said, he's kind of part of that whole you know quote unquote emo rap thing. Most of these guys who are doing like this trap music are ex emo fans. Yeah, they're brought up on that music. Exactly. So, they actually dropped not like the whole song or even like a mastered recording of it, but just the vocals from the song that Brendan did for his feature on Benny Blanco's Instagram. And I gotta say, it's pretty cool. I have to check it out. I'm really stoked because I think what makes a good feature is that it doesn't completely steal from the song. And obviously, I don't know the song yet, but I think his feature sounds like it's not going to totally steal, but definitely be an awesome addition. Uh, Yeah, I think it'll kind of, I don't know. It's like you said, it's not far-fetched in any shape or form. I think to an extent, fans are going to receive it pretty well, though. Because, I mean, let's be real. It's like some the fans of Panic! Disco, some of them are definitely fans of Juice World as well. The fans are not on different playing fields at all. Yeah, exactly. And Brennan Yuri's done rap features in the past or like songs with rappers. You know, he's got a song with Travi McCoy, Keep On Keeping On, which mm-hmm. I still play like twice a day. Great song. I haven't if listened to have... that song in forever. Dude, that's a song that someone should listen to 24-7. And then oh, also, yeah. he was on that Lil Dicky song. I don't remember. I think it was called Molly. Something like that, yeah. And that song is a good song too. Like, I'm not a big Lil Dicky fan, but that's a good song. Yeah, I remember I listened to it a few times. I was like, this isn't bad. 
I mean, I was I was shocked, but like at the same time, I was like, this is pretty good. Yeah, exactly. All right. So last but not least, in the whole realm of Brennan Yuri and Panic at the Disco, Brennan Yuri wants to make a Panic at the Disco themed or Panic at the Disco inspired. I don't know what the exact term is. Uh, musical on Broadway. What? Okay, I don't even know what that would entail. Dude, it's like the story of Panic at the Disco. I mean, I don't <laughs> like, know. What is that even like? I I can picture obviously Brendan Urie. He can do plays, and he's done Broadway. But it's to like same extent. Like what? What's yeah. there? So is it just like the style of music that they would do, or so I, I'm looking at like the like the story now. So Brendan Urie wants to make a Panic at the Disco Broadway musical, and after talking with people in theater industry, he thinks it's a feasible idea. So, I don't know exactly what the whole idea is. Maybe, see, I don't know. Because, like, Green Day did it, but that was also for an album with a whole storyline. Yeah, exactly. They have, like, a story to go with it. Exactly. So, like, you know, it kind of followed the whole American Idiot thing. I think, and what was a rumor for a long time, and I don't know even if it was ever thought of, was a whole, like, Black Parade on Broadway thing. Because I know people talked about that for a bit. I don't know if that was ever actually going to happen or not, but I, I would have killed for that. The theatrical, like, just the scenery would just, ugh, my heart. Yeah. So, I mean, this isn't Brendan's first time, like, dabbling in Broadway. Obviously, he's done Kinky Boots. He did that for the summer and absolutely killed it, might I add. But, yeah, I don't know what a Panic of the Disco-themed... I wouldn't be opposed to them just making music for a, a musical that would be cool yeah that that i can actually see that would make a lot more sense to me than them actually ever putting the effort into making some sort of musical yeah which he did actually make um he actually wrote a song that was in the spongebob musical on broadway fun fact yeah there you go so i see it's like a band that come like them coming together and doing something like that yeah unless they did kind of like they do kind of like an abba thing and do like didn't they do like mamma mia and that was the that least emo cool. thing that will ever be said on this podcast. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It was like so, you just lost everyone on that one. Nah, people are still listening. They're like, oh yeah, Abba, I know who that is. Oh yeah, Mamma Mia. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, uh, yeah, that's really it. Uh, Brendan Urie is all over the place, though. I can't wait to see what he does. I can't wait to hear this new song with his feature. I'm, yeah, that's, I, he's always surprised me in some way. Yeah, me too. I think... I mean, I remember when they announced him for Kinky Boots. I'm like, all right, there's nothing else this man can do. And yet he's proving time and time again, like, hey, I'm going to do this now. And he just does it, and then he kills it. Every single time. I don't think he's ever done, like, one bad thing. Yeah, Brendan Urie is, like, the only guy in the world who I just can look at and be like, you know what? I don't disagree with any of you. (laughs) (laughs) There's not a single bit of you that I don't like. You know what? You're a good guy. You're, like you're cool. You seem chill. Keep you around. <laughs> you're going nowhere. All right. So up next, um, let's see. We Craig Owens. Yeah. So yeah, we let's, both like that. Yeah. So let's do this. So Craig Owens, you know, recently of every single band ever, um, <laughs> but more importantly, Chiodos, uh, the supergroup Drugs, which by all means needs to still be around um the other super group uh why am i blanking on this come on come on you got this you got oh, this jesus christ uh sound of animals fighting no i was in glaciers but yeah sound of animals fighting too 
Oh man, wow, we were on two different pages there. Yeah, but I was thinking of Isles and Glaciers. Okay, well, both of those projects. Yeah, both of those projects, and you know, solo stuff. You know, now he's doing his whole bad channels chapter. Mm -hmm. And with his like the music he's been putting out, it's very like up and down, especially his bad channels. Like he's done a lot. He's dropped a lot of different kind of solo stuff recently. Like he did some acoustic stuff, some like. I, mean, I hate that I'm going to say this word, groovy stuff. And oh man, you just stole that right out of my dictionary. Oh, I know, some groovy stuff, <laughs> and like even dropped that like beast little EP, yeah, whatever which you want to call it. It's like which I need more of. Five minutes and five songs long. <laughs> um, so he released with bad channels anyway. I feel like even this, he hasn't quite figured out what sound he wants to go for yet. I think the sound is generally, it's obviously he's taking it an electronic route. The song yeah. itself, by the way, is called I Want to Be Alone. That's the new song. Overall, though, with bad channels, like, he's staying very electronic. And mainly, like, little doses of hip-hop that he's, like, you know, that he's interested in. He's just adding, like, little bits of it in there. Yeah, so when he first dropped that first Bad Channels EP, it was even, like, more of a pop album than anything else. Kind of r and b some songs reminded me of like the neighborhood, but for the most part, it was kind of a pop out or EP, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. then like he would drop some stuff after that, and a lot of it, some of it like featuring some rapping, not him on rapping, but like a guest rapper or so. And then for a while, he was dropping like just really weird instrumental stuff. Like remember that when he was kind of just like, ah, screw everything, I'm just gonna drop these weird instrumentals with. It was me, really like, random. Yeah. Yeah, with me like kind of singing in the background. Yeah. Now he's dropped this new song, and it's definitely a lot more electronic than it is pop. It's very, it's a very bizarre song. I think it's very electronically backed. Like I think compared to most other songs that he's put out, like that was my initial impression when I listened to it at the very least. At least you know, I was like, oh, this is definitely electronic, and he's definitely putting that sort of soundscape onto it, you know, as like the forefront for yeah. the song overall. But um, <clears throat> I personally, I wasn't a big fan of it. You know, to me at this point, I think he's just experimenting. Like you said, he doesn't really know where his sound is. Yeah, but I think, and, 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 and to that extent, he's like forcing himself to find it really rapidly by just pushing out songs. And I can't tell if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah, but I think he's also a lot more comfortable or confident in where he is right now with this new song because I think he's promoting this a lot more than I've seen him pro- like promote songs in the past. And he was actually, which this is weird, but he was actually on like, you know how like bands take over Instagram accounts? Mm-hmm. He was actually taking over, the, like, I guess the official EDM page of Instagram. He took over their account, which I was kind of, it was weird to see for him. That's just, bizarre. That's yeah. so weird. Yeah. I think he's more going or trying to fit into the EDM thing, which I can see him as a voice, you know, like DJs grabbing him and being like, hey, I need a good voice real quick. People have done it in the past, but I don't know. It's kind of weird. Like I said, he's. I feel like he's forcing himself to find his niche whilst, like, actually in it. And I can't. It's a good thing in that he's trying to find his sound. He's pushing his new career, dropping like Chiodos, dropping all of that. Trying to well, not necessarily dropping, but moving on. Yeah, of course. Which everyone and, has to. But do it's eventually. also bad because I feel like he's putting out songs that he's into, but they don't seem to be. I don't know. I, I don't feel them as much as I should. Or I wish I could. Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of like, I did enjoy the song, 
but it's not there for me where I'm like, oh my god, I gotta listen to this all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's, he he was doing like those shows as well, right? He had like three different shows. Yeah, so he's doing like three shows to end the year out. But, yeah, they all sold out at this point. Yeah, they but... are small shows. I mean, he did like an online show. He does like these whole like stream concerts that you can buy tickets to, where supposedly he did a lot of acoustic versions of old, just old songs in general. Kind of like when we saw him, like he just mm-hmm. did a, everything from his discography, just acoustic. Yeah, which which had me thinking because I figured he was going to do that. Is his novelty wearing off in that way? It well, actually, let me rephrase that. Maybe that wasn't a good phrased question at all. A well phrased question at all. <laughs> is his novelty is the novelty of him only resting on his old career rather than his new one? I mean, don't get me wrong; it's still early in his in like this new transitionary period with his music. But it seems like his the biggest gigs he ever plays is Art Emo Night. Yeah, I think. The thing is, his biggest fan base is going to be the one who grew up listening to Chiodos and Drugs and all that. And that was at the height of his career, you know? He's in his 30s at this point, which I'm not saying that's old, but in the world of, like, pop music that he's trying to break into, 30s kind of old. Yeah, no, I definitely get that. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. I wouldn't say, like, no one cares about him anymore, but I think it's kind of like a rebuilding. Like, he's trying to find his fan base again. Mm Mm-hmm. And so far, he's he's jumping around. He's jumping around. But I have faith in Craig Owens, as yeah. I did since I was a child. Yeah, <laughs> so. I mean, in the end, I will always support him. And, like, I give him, you know, he's got, like, a place in my heart. He was, like, the first musician, like, well-known musician who actually let me sit down and interview him. Mm-hmm. Shameless pug. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, he's a nice guy in general. And we've kind of... This is weird, but we've met him on a few occasions where we've actually got to talk to him besides when I just interviewed him. Uh, I said just, but this was like two years ago now. And like, I've always loved the guy. Like, he's a really chill dude. He's very stand up and just him. There's yeah. nothing like behind that. Yeah. You know, very much like in it for the fans. Like, he talks, you know, he talks like he knows who his fans are. I remember the first time we saw him, we were blown away when he was like pointing people out in the crowd. He's like, oh my God, I remember when you posted this picture of us on Twitter. And you drew this, and it was beautiful. Like, I saved it on my phone. Yeah, which is so weird. That's yeah. such a weird... That's, like, a cool, weird thing. Exactly. So I'll always, like, support Craig Owens, even if sometimes I'm not fully into the music he's dropping. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm right there with you. So... Um, but out of 10, though, what would you rate the song? It's exactly what I was about to ask you. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I liked it, but I didn't love it. I'd probably give it around a 6.5. I'm, I'm at a 5. I don't care much for it. I'm not going to go out of my limb. It's not my kind of music, so I'm not going to say it's awful. Yeah. But I'm also not going to say this is the best song I've listened to in a while, you know? Yeah. What I'm curious is, like, I, I wonder if there's someone out there who, like, listens to EDM the same way we listen to music, and they're like, yo, this dude's coming up on the scene. He's got this dope-ass voice. Like, he's really killing the game that, right now. I didn't even think about that. What does someone – wow. Yeah. No, that's right? like – I would love to know what someone in that scene thinks of someone outside of the emo scene, what they think of Craig Owens. Yeah. Like someone who's like, you know, follows the EDM page of Instagram and be like, yo, I found this guy and he's actually pretty tight. Like he's coming up. Oh, wow. It's such a weird thought. I never even thought about that. Right. God, so weird. I know. It's so crazy. So let's talk about someone who is coming up in our scene though, or kind of is up, but at the same time, kind of new and have been around forever all at once. Mm-hmm. So crazy eighty eight. This oh, yeah. This that was creepy. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean for it to be. It was creepy okay. on all parts. Okay. Anyway, 
<laughs> so Crazy 88, they are, they're kind of a trio, not really. I say kind of a trio because they really only have like three main members and then they have like a guy who plays drums for them. Mm-hmm. So the band consists of Laura Babick, who's the lead vocalist. She's also the lead vocalist of a band called Red Handed Denial. Uh, they're kind of like a metal core-ish band. I don't really know how to explain them. And then guitar and backing vocals is Jared Alonji, who you and I have been a huge we, fan yeah. of since... So much history with just his videos and his whole career. Yeah, we've been fans of him since, like, day one. And then, weirdly enough, Patty Walters from As It Is on Bass. Which I'm still not over that ever since they announced the band. Yeah, which, like, Patty Walters on Bass is weird because I guess... You know, he wants to play an instrument, too, and not just sing all the time and, mm-hmm. I guess, play heavier music. But, you know, I feel like with lead singers, they're usually like, yeah, no, don't push me. Like, I want the attention. And to be on bass is, like, it's the least amount saying, of like, attention of ever. all the secondary positions a singer could take, it, I never thought it would be the bass. Yeah, he took the one that, like, least matters. <laughs> exactly. Every bass player just turned this podcast off. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we love you, too, bass players. <laughs> Anyway. Although we can't hear you. <laughs> oh, that's mean. Okay. That's rough, man. That's real rough. Anyway, so they've been hinting all year long. Like, they have this album that they're working on coming out. And they've dropped music in the past, which I've really liked. And yeah. they've even they, dropped... all the co- they did all the covers. Exactly. They did covers and then, like, two or three original songs. Mm-hmm. The covers weren't bad. I'm kind of getting sick of covers, but their covers were good. Their covers were refreshing. Right? Because <laughs> I, I was getting sick of covers as well, because the only covers... The only cover bands that I heard about were Hour Last Night, and I was just like, I don't need any more of this. I hate Hour Last Night. Yeah, that's a whole other discussion. Yeah. I, I Oh, man. I'm sick of Hour Last Night. Anyway, so, <laughs> talking about a band that I care about, Crazy 88, they've been announcing or they've been teasing this whole album. They did it completely on a Kickstarter, and like they went well and above their goal, which is crazy to me. Mm-hmm. They totally just like surpassed it 100%. And they're like, yeah, you know, this album's going to come out. It's going to come out. And we're getting into December and like, all right, what's happening? Like, when's, you know. Where's the album? Where's we the album? We gave you all of our money. Yeah. Did you donate to that? I did not. All right. Me neither. We, we can't complain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, not us. Everyone else said that. Everyone else can complain. We can't. We were kind of like, eh, when it comes out, we'll see. So they tweeted recently a whole, like, album preview thing about maybe like a week ago now. And they're like, yeah, Burning Alive, which is the name of the new album, coming out 12-14. Which, right off the bat, I was like, Jesus Christ, that's, like, no time at all. Right around the corner? Yeah. Yeah. And they did, like, a little, like, track teaser. So you listen to the video, and they they show little bits of every track, and you listen to that. And I was like, all right, that's cool, but where's the single? They actually didn't just drop one song. They dropped two. Uh, Nitroglycerin and what's the second one? Uh, Tears and Rain. Tears and Rain. So, what'd you think? Let's start with Nitroglycerin. Sure. Because if I'm going to say it up front, that's my favorite of the two. Same. So, to me personally, it's uh, I got the most... That was the most post-hardcore sounding song that I've heard in a while. So, would you really describe them as post-hardcore? I wouldn't even describe them as post-hardcore. It's just like that's all I felt throughout the song. I don't know, man. I, I, I wouldn't. They're definitely I wouldn't a metalcore. I'm categorizing the song as post-hardcore. I think it was mainly like the last couple breakdowns that just reminded me of post-hardcore. 
Okay, I'll take that. You know, because like there's that whole ending. It reminded me of Writing on the Walls by Underoath because <laughs> yeah. like they have like that whole ending where it's like softens and then the breakdown. But this was just, like an inverse of it where it's like here's a breakdown, but then also here's some heavy screaming five seconds later that you're gonna like more than the breakdown. Yeah, I totally. <laughs> it was like about. really really awesome. I genuinely enjoyed the song. I've had that on repeat for a, ever since it kind of released as well, and like my rotation. You know, what yeah. about you? What did you think of it? Yeah, no, I loved it. You know, I it was one of the songs I was excited to hear when they released that little t- album teaser. So I was happy like that was one of the first songs they dropped. I thought it was really good. Uh, I don't know if, yeah, I wasn't getting really hardcore vibes or post-hardcore vibes. I I don't know. I have like the preconceived notion in my head. Like, this is like the best metalcore from the two, like the early 2000s to exist in 2018. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, they're definitely writing music almost, I don't want to say as to not, care about where music is right now but almost in a sense that like yeah this is the music like we grew up listening to and this is the music we feel nostalgia with so let's just write like an early 2006 album or 2007 metalcore album and you know just see what happens which i'm all for that idea (laughs) totally and like you know you see them tweeting or like jared alonji tweeting he's like hey why don't you know i think it was like at devil's wear prada is like hey why don't you take us out on tour or bless the fall for their new album uh he's like hey you know we'd fit and like they're not wrong (laughs) like you know anyone who grew up listening to bless the fall or devil wears prada or asking alexandra will probably like this album just because it'll remind them of growing up listening to those bands exactly or from these two songs anyway we're talking like we know the album but just from what i feel like the vibe is right now you know it's just good metalcore Mm -hmm. which you know a lot of bands are afraid to do these days just because it's a dying it's a it's a dying genre sure and like for the most uh, maybe dying genre is not the right word it's overlooked compared to other genres at the moment yeah especially in this scene but like do you think so you know you can obviously call this almost generic but it's Mm -hmm. not generic because it's different from what we're used to from especially these to me it was generic five years ago yeah now it just doesn't exist exactly all right that's a good idea so what'd you think of the other song uh crying in the rain Compl- uh, tears in the rain. Tears in the rain. Tears oh in rain. Tears in rain. Tears Something in like rain. that. I'm pretty sure that's right. Um, yeah. completely different vibe. Without a doubt. I, I don't know. I wasn't a fan of that one as much as Nitro Glycerin. Really? Yeah. It, there was just something about it that just didn't catch on to me. Okay. It was very like even just it, it just jumped into the song and I was kind of like okay maybe this is okay I, I don't know I feel like it went on for a minute too long. And after a while, I was kind of like, okay, I, I'm going to skip this one. I'm going to stick with the other one for the time being. Yeah, it is a pretty long song. It's about four minutes. Yeah. I wasn't a fan, unfortunately. I wish I was, though. Yeah, I don't know. I still liked it. It didn't make me any less excited about the album. <clears throat> oh, no. I was not. I'm not saying I was disappointed by any means. Just compared, if, if we're just like being comparative, it was, I definitely was all for the other one. Yeah. So, I guess what I would like to ask from you looking into the future 10 days into the future to be exact we're recording this on the fourth the album comes out on the 14th do you think this could kind of slide its way in as a late contender for your favorite album of the year oh that's a heavy question because like Um, obviously we haven't heard the full album yet but based off of what you know from their old stuff what you've heard so far is there like you know because we need to start writing that list pretty soon very very soon like we've had we've I mean, in the past, we've been done with our list by now. So I know. I we're slacking. 
I don't know if we're slacking. It's just we're anticipating. There's just so much. Yeah. So what do you think? Do you think this can kind of slide its way in? Uh, it's a it's such a tough question. I would I'm gonna go out of limb and say no. I'm not saying it's gonna be the worst album of the year. I've heard some terrible records this year. For sure. But I'm definitely not gonna count it out. Okay. As as I sit right now, you know, with I'm gonna say no. Okay. But I doesn't mean I'm not gonna listen to it a few times. Doesn't mean I'm not gonna enjoy it because considering I already know that I liked their past work as well as this new the one new song Nitroglycerin like. I already know I'm going to like it. Just can't really say it's going to get in my top 10. All right. I got you. I, I'm Yeah, I don't know because like, at this point in time, I kind of have an idea of where my who's going to be in my top 10. I can't tell you who's where yet, and that's going to take a lot of heartbreak. It's going to be like choosing my favorite children because I think there are a lot of great albums that have dropped this year. Oh, so many. So, yeah, I don't know if I see it hitting my top 10 per se. But I hope it does. I, I think it could come in and surprise me. I'm not writing it off. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't tell anyone to do so, especially if it's been out of my sort of <clears throat> music taste lately. But like I said, I'm not going to say I'm not going to enjoy it by any means. I'm not going to not enjoy it by any means. Exactly. And like, you know me, I'm metalcore for life. Exactly. <laughs> so, I don't know how, but yeah. All right. You can't say that. <laughs> that was a joke. Come on. That was funny. You got like three laughs. <laughs> Did did any, did any of you laugh? Can we, do we break the fourth wall in this podcast? It's like, do any of you laugh? All right. Anyway, <laughs> so, so the album the album comes out December fourteenth. I I would I would love to see a tour on this. To be honest, if they go on tour, we're going. Is what I'm oh, also for sure. going to say. They'll probably end up opening for someone. So hopefully they open for someone good. Like Which if I, they, I bet that's fine. I'll take it. Yeah. Like if they were to come right off the bat and be like, hey, yeah, we're doing a headliner. It'll probably be super small room. Regardless, I'll probably be there. Mm-hmm. You know, and mainly even then too. You also have to. I was thinking about this as well. Do we have as it is listeners supporting them just for Patty? So that was my next point. And here's the thing: if you like listen to predominantly as it is, I'm sure a bunch of people do listen to like heavier music too. But it's definitely a completely different genre. I'm mm-hmm. not an as it is fan, and I think I like wouldn't say either. And I think like. It almost doesn't matter because not that bass doesn't matter. Don't get mad at us. But he's a bass player in this band. I think, you know, those people who like him as a face will do anything. But I think people who like like as it is because of the music and only because of the music may not slide into this. Like I have friends who are fans of like as it is and, you know, to put people in that same genre, you know, those all these new rising bands in that, you know, pop punk kind of new age neon thing i don't even know what to call it but you know whatever he's doing with his hair yeah yeah the i wish i was in my chemical romance hair um (laughs) i don't know if people they like anyway my friends who listen to that kind of music you know they don't necessarily listen to the heavier stuff but then i do know people who listen to both i mean i listen to you know one day i'll be listening to suicide silence not new suicide silence old school suicide silence and the next day i'll be listening to water parks yeah exactly you know so i think i don't know if I don't know. That's a hard question. That is a hard question. I don't know. I, I'm going to go out of limb and say yes, just because yeah. they have a younger fan base. I'm going to say they're going to support him anywhere he goes. That's just sort of how that younger fan base works. Well, yeah. And then look at it this way, too. The only reason, or not the only reason, the only reason, well, yeah, one of the biggest reasons 
that we even like care about Crazy Eighty Eight or even decided to check them out is because Jared Alonji's because the yeah, guitar so player. it's like it's sort of the same concept. Same concept, you know. Talk about Jared Alonji, like we've, I, I think, like you know, no pun intended, we've beaten that dead horse a thousand times. It's funny because he has an album called Beating the Dead Horse. <laughs> Can't believe <laughs> you just said that. I had to, but yeah, I mean, we've been like following him from his early YouTube days down to when he started writing those like parody albums, which by the way are great. Go check them out if you haven't. Oh yeah. And you know, we're going to follow him through this too, because we're fans of his. So I think in the same sense, yeah, Patty and as it is fans will listen to this because Patty's in this band, <clears throat> which is fair. It makes sense. Which by the way, that's a huge grab for, you know, this band. Cause Patty wasn't originally in the band. I think he was like a late addition. This is going to be a big grab for them. This will definitely secure them some sort of, uh, what's the word, exposure? Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, Jared has been fans with, or fans, has been friends with Patty in the past. He's had, he had that one song, what is it called? Nothing Special, featuring Patty Walters on the yeah. uh, last Punko's Pop, not Punko's Pop, Jesus Christ, um, <laughs> pop punk song he did. Uh, who is that? Sunrise Skater Kids, that album. He had him do a song on that. Oh, I'm sorry, I did that thing again. What thing? Where I was supposed to add a comment and then I didn't realize it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. So he, I forgot that he was even on that, which I haven't listened to that album in the longest time. Dude, I was thinking about that the other day. Like, I think when I get home from college, which is crazy to think that in a week we'll be recording this podcast next to each other. Um, but when I get home from college, we need to just kind of drive around and we listen. We to need just... to revisit that and just laugh. Yeah. I'm all for it. Because, like, I'm pretty shocked. Sh- pretty sure i could sing every single one of those songs beginning to end i i feel like i i have to listen to them and then my brain's gonna it's just the gears in my brain's gonna be like oh yeah i remember gonna this. say this really cheesy line right now yeah i mean some of my favorite memories is like screaming at the top of your of our lungs i never got to touch your boobs or see your <laughs> boobs <laughs> i remember that oh man so many like, different times <laughs> dude the the best way to parody mayday parade in the world i miss him man i don't miss him but you know what i mean like i i i'm excited to see this new stuff but at the same time i love just parody stuff that he's put out he had a thing going for him and unfortunately all things do have to come to an end well no not necessarily he's been teasing that he's gonna do more like sunrise skater kids stuff and i think he said he's gonna do i think he has like two or three parody albums in the works he's teased it on twitter yeah he's obviously focusing on crazy 88 at the moment which by all means, go ahead. Makes sense, yeah. But yeah, that whole like parody thing, like he's kind of cut the YouTube videos back. You know, he put out the whole thing. He's like, yeah, I'm kind of done with YouTube. I'm not going to be done making videos, but YouTube itself, I'm kind of getting sick of, which I get it. You know, you have to make money and YouTube's not technically the way anymore. But yeah, he's he's got stuff in the making when it comes to parodies. Interesting. I'm curious as to what that'll be. I feel, we won't get that for a while, though. No, I, I think, you know, we're going to have a lot of focus on this whole new Crazy 88 album. And maybe by like March, we'll hear him say like, "Oh yeah, by the way, Sunrise Skater Kids album coming out two months or two weeks." The way they rolled this out, do you think that's enough time? <laughs> like last minute, it's like, "Oh yeah, we're dropping an album tomorrow. Get ready." It's like what? But yeah, so do you think that's enough time? Like for a band with only five thousand Twitter followers, and I don't know what their listenership looks like, but is that is two weeks enough time to roll out an album? Generally, no. But you also have to think that he's also, they've been announced, they've known, everyone's known the album's been going to come out for like the longest time. Okay, but here, let me play. So I don't think they needed as much of, uh, 
oh, get ready for this, like as much hype as they needed. You know, they had the Kickstarter. Everyone knew the campaign that they were doing. They always knew. They always posted on their social media like when they're working on the album and everything. Okay, they just never gave a set date. Is a random date like that very uh, random? Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, because like they did more than enough coverage and making it known that they're working on the album that it's fine. Yeah, because like you know, end you know end of December. That's kind of when everyone's kind of done listening to new music. You know. Yeah. I feel like end of December. December is like a tough time. I feel like early year and late year are always a little bit like a gamble but i don't know that's just my opinion but let me play this scenario out to you memphis mayfire they released one song i don't know exactly what the whole album rollout cycle was like i didn't pay much attention to it which is kind of my point where if you don't have enough time to really put this out and say hey we have an album coming out we have an album coming out and just drill it into people's heads which they really didn't your first week sales are going to be like 2600 which were the new were the first week sales for this Memphis album? So saddening. But then again, like you know, maybe twenty six hundred is good for uh, you know. Obviously, Memphis is a that's bad for Memphis because they're a legacy band. But twenty six hundred might be good for a band like here's Crazy my thing. Uh, the way you're playing it out to be, it, and as much as I feel like since it's Jared Alonji, there's this expectation for it to be this best thing and for it to be huge and to be as big as like the work that he's done or at least that's how it feels there's they're a new band realistically they're a new band yeah but in a sense they're kind of like and i say this lightly they're kind of a super group the three of them have their own fan bases which are respectively pretty large i I think it's the expectation i think it's it's hard regardless because they sound very different compared to all their projects well, yeah, for sure. So uh, there's this expectation that since it is a super group, that's going to be great. That they're going to do awesome, and you know, but they're a new band, and I think people need to approach them as such. Definitely. All right. I don't know. I'm excited. I guess we'll talk about it in two weeks. Yeah, I guess we'll find out. Yeah, I mean, not next week's podcast, but the podcast after that. That'll probably be like the last review we do this year. Yeah, which is so. I have to be to get our list together. We do. We got it's like stressing me out now. So in that, I've been trying to make sure I've really touched all bases, and I'm kind of just going through and making sure I didn't miss any albums this year that could possibly make it. And I don't know if this is necessarily a top ten contender, but you know what I finally came around to listening to that I almost didn't even know existed until recently. That what is that? I've been listening to a lot this week. What's that? The new Tillion album. I forgot about that, dude. I did too, and I knew he was putting it out, but I just didn't care enough to look at it. And I've liked his like solo stuff in the past, kind of like I think we both agree that Ghost was a really great song, but the acoustic version, not the weird. Yeah, not yeah. the uh, actual one. Yeah. So. Wow, was, I totally uh, forgot about that album. Wow. I decided to listen to it because, like I said, I want to make sure I really did. I didn't miss anything because I feel like in the past I've like heard albums that I'm like that would have been my number one like Hobo Johnson for example that album came out in 2017 but it probably would have been in my top three but I didn't know about it <clears throat> yeah absolutely and I can't do that this year so I wanted to make sure I touched everything so I'm listening to this new Tillian album and like it's really good I have to check it out you know I just actually went on his social media yeah and he posted this thing so the album is called The Skeptic which I just learned yes so as of October 8th, that's when this post was made, it had 1.5 million total streams. 
Really? At the time, it was number one alternative new artist, number two top new artist, number six current alternative, number nine independent, number 13 current rock, and number 21 digital. Jesus, see, I didn't even do that much looking into. I've just been really listening to this album all week. Now, Yeah, that's insane. I do want you to hear it. I think you're going to like it. So the opening track called Made of Plastic is without a doubt like it's undeniable banger you're gonna love it man yeah oh it came out a while ago yeah it came out quite a bit ago now going through the album i think the only way i can explain it is there's some songs on here that sound like a dance gavin dance song just tuned down not as heavy and missing screaming and it's a little bit weird because like he'll go into a verse and you're waiting for some screaming and nothing ever happens (laughs) and then there's other songs where I'm like, yo, this is like a pop punk song with Tillian singing. And then there's other songs that are totally electronic. What? Yeah. Oh, that's so bizarre. Like, it's truly all over the place, but really well done. Yeah, I have to check it out. I'm going to listen to it. I didn't even, I mean, it seemed like it was doing good, so might as well give it a listen. Yeah, I mean, give it a listen. I listened to it, I mean, a hundred times this week. I was super shocked. Wow. Yeah, I definitely have to give this one a go. Dude, 100%. Totally recommend. Are you going to, uh, are you going to see Dance, Gavin, Dance? I kind of want to, man. Like, So, what is it? Dance, Gavin, Dance, Under Oath, Crown the so Empire. Dance, Gavin, Dance, it's, it's like headlining. It, are they headlining? Or no, Under Oath. Under Oath's okay. headliner. So, <clears throat> Under Oath headlining, then Dance, Gavin, Dance, and Crown the Empire, then the plot in you. Cool. I do want to see that. I wish we were going to that together. I know. I really don't care for Crown the Empire, but I like every other band on the bill. <laughs> I've seen Crown the Empire more times live just because of like Warp Tour and then the fact that they've opened for like almost every band. It's like Chelsea Grin. They're one of those bands that just are always opening. Yeah, I don't really care for them anymore. I don't not care for them, but I definitely like the older stuff better. Have they put out new music? They have recently. They put out like two songs this year and they're good. I don't hate them. They just don't grab my attention. I mean, Crown the Empire has never totally grabbed my attention, but these yeah, are my favorite things ever. I think uh, everyone's still sitting on that 2014 album, whatever, The Renaissance or whatever it's called. I liked that album. Yeah, there's there's a couple good songs in there. I remember, I remember. Or I remember, Monster was one of them. That was like a really good song. Yeah. It got some, it got some like radio play. It did pretty well. I, I do want to go see that show, though. I think it'd be a lot of fun. I don't know if I... I don't know. I don't know if anyone's going to go with me up here. Yeah. I wish I was I don't think anyone listens to that. Does anyone listen to that kind of music? Yeah, some of my friends do. Just not like the ones that... Like, I don't know if they would go out their way to see Under Oath and Dance Gavin Dance, though. I don't know if anyone I know is, like, really into them. That's lame. Everyone, I thought everyone likes Dance Gavin Dance. I think they would if they listened to them. Well, that sucks. Yeah. And I can't imagine any of them really listen to the plot yeah. Yeah, I mean the plot in you, I don't, I hardly listen to. Yeah, that that I know that much. I I enjoy some of their stuff, but some of their stuff too. I'm just like, I heard whatever. But yeah, I don't know. I might go to that. Jumping all over, cause this is another band who's dropping an album late in the year. But I think we're both just as excited about Bay Faction. Oh my God! Yes, I can't wait. Now, I don't want to spend too much time on Bay Faction because I'm sure a lot of people are like, yo, what the hell? But if you don't know who Bay Faction is, listen to Bay Faction. <clears throat> they're a small band out of Massachusetts. Yeah, they're originally from Boston, and they're currently residing in Brooklyn. Yeah, and they just put out a new song, It's Perfect, which is perfect. 
but um, <laughs> um that's but, like the cheesiest headline ever. Bayback <laughs> dropped song "It's Perfect," which totally makes sense for their. And turns not, out it's perfect. Yeah, listen oh, now. God. But the uh, that's their first single off their album "Florida Guilt." Um, we Is have the two first song. That's their first single that they dropped off that album. Yeah. So they dropped another song a few months back. Um, that, yeah, that was just a part of the community. Yeah, that's it. That's and, not going to be on. No, that's just like a whole separate song. Got you. Okay, which is I really love cool. And so then they have the two other songs, which they they did a live session with Nosebleed, mm-hmm. which they played through Florida Guilt, which is like headlining song on the album. Yep. And then they also did uh, a faux snow globe. Okay. Right. Yeah. That. Yeah. So they played those songs too, and they sound great. I saw them live. Florida Guilt sounded amazing. So overall, I'm excited for the album. If you guys don't know Bay Faction and don't listen to them, please go listen to them. They need everyone. They just need all the fans in the world. Yeah. So the album is going to be out the 21st, I believe, right? The 21st. And they have new uh, new music the 11th. Cool. So that might be the last album we go over on this podcast. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, right before because it wraps up the year. Yeah. And then we'll, well, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what the whole dates look like. We'll figure that out, though. All I know is last week was the only me- week we've missed so far, which isn't saying much because this is only our second podcast, but it's the only week we're going to miss ever again. Yeah. Maybe. Well, hopefully. Probably not ever again, but in the f- near future because like, I'm going to be- Hold us accountable to that, but also don't. Yeah. Hold us accountable and like yell at us on Twitter, but at the same time, like don't be too mean like chill out but like also put the pressure on exactly i think that's a good combination of things (laughs) (laughs) all right so here's the big story not maybe for us but in the music scene this week 1975 dropped their album uh what's it called it is called a brief inquiry into online relationships which is a really cool name i love it's a really long name it's super long (laughs) but like, like really good though it's like the perfect name for an album of 2018 it's a name that I expected them to just come up with. Exactly. So, I... Okay, here's the thing. Up until this album, I could not care less about the 1975. We are on the same page with that. Yeah. Neither of us have listened to them. The only, like, song for the 1975 I ever listened to was Chocolate, and that's because State Champs did a cover for that on Pop, uh, Punk Goes Pop, God Knows What, and I was like, okay, this sucks. Let me hear what the original song sounds like. And I was like, oh, this sucks even more. Um, so I never gave my time to them. Then, like, they dropped, like, their first single on this album, which I don't even remember what it's called because that happened so long ago. I didn't care about that either. And then they dropped Give Yourself a Try. And I really liked Give Yourself a Try. You fell in love with it? That- and I was just, like, really disappointed in you? Yeah, because I because I was like, hey man, you're gonna judge me, but that new 1975 song, it's a banger, and it's still I I will stand by that album, that not that album, but that song. Forever. Not forever. I just like say it is one of the one of the songs that surprisingly made me happy that year or this year. I liked how you know on a band that's basically a pop band at this point was like, you know what? Yeah, let's throw a super invasive guitar lead in the face of everyone listening to this song. <laughs> and it worked. After that, they dropped. Um, oh Jesus! What did they drop? Two time, two time, two time. Uh, that other really dancey one. Um, like the newest, the Love It If We Made. When did that come out? Love It If We Made It. As well, that was a single that came out maybe 
two, three months ago? Yeah. I don't remember. This was like a really long album cycle. It was. They, they, I mean, they were dropping like songs from like over the summer. I remember May, I think it was. They dropped Give Yourself a Try. Yeah, even before this, they dropped like... Oh, no, actually, this was like a year ago. Okay, never mind. Ignore me. Cool. So this is their third album. I can't really compare much like i said i didn't listen to the last two albums i i didn't i didn't either so i don't i took it as a brand new listening experience yeah so going into this i only knew the lead singles and like listening to alternative radio you're gonna hear them all eventually give yourself a try mm-hmm. i liked and then love it if you made it i really liked that one too i actually showed you I, that one a while I'm ago still obsessed yeah so I, I revisited when the album dropped and i'm still obsessed with it to this day it just makes me want to dance terribly okay so i'm gonna call you out though because just like every other band of the world that i show you i was like yo you're gonna love this song and i played it and you're like yo this is good what is this i'm like it's a new 1975 song and then you turn it off i turned it off and then i th- no you turned it off and then, you straight uh... up you straight up like reached over to the like car radio and just turned it off you're like how do i turn this thing off and just smacked it and it went off <laughs> and that's what you did uh, yeah. I, then the yeah, album drops okay. and you text me, yo, this song is good as hell, or whatever you said. And I'm like, dude, come on. I believe I used Groovy. You probably used Groovy. <laughs> and here uh, we are. I, you know what? I stand by it. Okay. It's fucking so Groovy. <laughs> so going into this, like I said, this is the first time like 1975 album actually had my attention. And I was kind of following the cycle a little bit. I was into it. And then the album came out and I... All right, I tried to listen to it multiple times. It was one of those albums that I had to like. There's almost like remember as a kid, your mom would make you take medicine, but you were too much of a bitch to like do it all at once. So you take like little sips, and then you just like <laughs> yes, you'd cringe a little bit, down something else, and then come back and like take the rest. Yeah, it's like drinking poison. Not maybe that dramatic, but yeah. Um, <laughs> so. Oh, yeah. I couldn't listen to this album in its entirety. And I just recently made a long ass drive. You know, I came, I went home to Long Island this weekend and I was driving back and I tried listening to it and I just couldn't, man. I think the thing is, there's too many songs on here that feel like filler. For a 14 track album, there's too much filler. I think for a 14 track album, they squeezed in so many different sounding songs onto one album and i can't listen to it all the way through like i will listen to love it if we made it and i always want to die sometimes and mine like those are the main songs i stick to because i can't listen to it all the way through just it just sounds like it bounces all over the place exactly like yeah i don't know it's just i and i like an album that is a little bit different and like touches upon different genres and yeah, I'm all for it. I just don't think they did it right this time. I mean, they have that one song. Well, you say this time, but neither of us heard an album before this. Well, I meant in general, like, when band, when other bands do it. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, they have this one song, I Like America and America Likes Me, which okay. is just, I didn't like it. <laughs> it was, like, yeah. so bad. I skip it every single time. It, it's, like, the most modern-sounding song, and then it has, like, electronics, and it's, it, it yeah, it, mm. Yeah. No, not my thing. So it's like one of the songs that I guess would come up to you as like a filler. Yeah. And like when I talk about fillers too, like, all right, I love to give yourself a try. But before that was like the 1975, which is like their opening track. And like, I just, I, I didn't like it. I was just bored. It was like a minute and a half long. And I'm like, all right, take that out. And then there was like another song. I don't even remember what, 
but it was a really super long instrumental in between songs. And I was just like, dude, I don't care. Like, play me another song. And, yeah, and then they have like two like really slow piano songs. <clears throat> yeah, it's just it's weird because they, they they shift from like here's this really upsounding doesn't you know like '90s dance song da- dance love song and then oh here's a piano song that's meant to make you cry but also here's a random song called the 1975. Yeah, and here's two time two time two time that sounds like it kind of sounds like cheerleader. Remember that song? <laughs> Yes. Like whenever yeah, I hear exactly. it, it kind of reminds me of Cheerleader. Exactly. So it's, it's like it bounces all over the place. Yeah. And I think for as a listener, I didn't really enjoy that. And sometimes I, I do. That, that extent, that though, I think as a band, they know that it's they're gonna thrive mainly on singles and radio play. Exactly. I think like a whole album doesn't really matter to a band like the 1975, but. And and I think that's the modern state of music is just the singles. You don't need a good you don't need a good album front to back. You just need three to two to three singles that are gonna just carry the rest of it. Yes and no, but all right. So like, have you noticed that whole new trend that a lot of people are dropping like long ass albums? Like you know Drake's newest album, like that was what thirty songs long or something like that. Yeah, it was like seventy thousand songs. And the Post Malone, uh, tr- not track the Post Malone album that dropped. I think earlier this year too. Was that this year or last year? Where did Beer Bongs and Bentleys come out? I believe this year. I want to say this year, but I may completely be wrong. All right. Well, let's pretend it came out this year. The uh, newest Post Malone album that came out this year that had like eighteen songs on it too. And you know what the whole like the numbers game behind that is? What's that? So in a world where streaming matters almost more than album sales. Every time those songs get streamed, it counts. So if I stream like every single Drake song, that's 30 streams for him right there. So it brings their streaming numbers up. So that's why they've been dropping like albums that are so big. Because if everyone streams every single song on that album, they're going to they, care. They, yeah. Or they're going to matter because their streaming numbers are going to be cool. Yeah, I don't know the exact science behind it. Like I said, I know nothing about anything. But it's something along those lines. I've heard that somewhere. I don't remember where. I think that's what the 1975 could possibly be doing too, putting out a 14-track album. But again, I think that's where like the whole game in pop music goes. Because even I'm like, not really, yeah, I'm not really sure. Like, like I said, I even I don't know. I'm stuck on this album, not in a positive light. I'm stuck in that I still don't know what to think of it as an album. Yeah, like maybe it'll grow on me eventually, but right now I don't care about it as much as everyone else does. Like I, like I said, I shuffle between two to three, four different songs, and that's it. And the other ones, I just don't. I don't even care to listen to. Yeah, like I have, I have some songs on this album that are my favorites, and that I probably will listen to. And like they're part of my bangers of twenty eighteen, like iTunes playlist or whatever you want to call it. But mm-hmm. this album itself doesn't really matter to me. Yeah, I would, I would definitely say the same thing. Cool. So... I wish it did, though. I wish it did. Yeah, I. I... I wish I cared enough. It's almost like I'm sure there's someone out there who didn't like the new 21 Pilots album that feels the same way we feel right now. Uh, for sure. So I guess, you know, what would you rate this? That was like where I had an issue. If I had, a, you know, if I had to give Love It If We Made It a rating, I'd give it a 10 out of 10. If I had to give I Always Want to Die sometimes a rating, I'd give it a 10 out of 10. If I had to give the overall album, I'm placing this at a 6.5. Okay, that's funny you said that because I'm giving this a 5. 
Yeah, like which it's, were, there's nothing. It's not spectacular. The good songs make it good, is, is which sounds like the most idiotic statement ever. But that's I like how I good feel about songs. It. Good songs are good. Good songs and good music play good music, and me like basically is how I feel about 1975. There you go. So straight I'm up caveman talk right there. You give it a five. So we're meeting in the middle of a six. I mean, if we had to like agree as a show, yeah, I guess, but we don't have to agree. Yeah, no, actually, that'd be more like a five point seven five. <sighs> math. Ah, uh, you know, I'm not good at math. Me neither. All right, so <laughs> <laughs> let's move on. Let's kind of hop out of the whole like album review stuff now. Do we want to? I, I I touched on this briefly on Twitter, and it was more of like, "Hey, Adam Levine, you're ignorant. You know, screw off." Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, there's. <sighs> It is absolutely ignorant. So speaking of stupid people, not stupid. He's talented in his own regard, but it's just very upsetting to see someone like him say something like this. So it's kind of like, hey, I didn't make it in the rock world, so I'm going to bash it. Hip-hop's where it's at. Now, let me do this in a way that we don't sound ignorant, too. I don't hate hip-hop. I love hip-hop. I think hip-hop right now and in the last five years is the controlling genre in music. And I Hip-hop get- is pop music at the moment exactly and i get what he means when he says like yeah this is where the most interesting and different stuff is happening but then to say that nothing's going on in rock music is ignorant it no that's completely false the fact that he only mentioned he mentioned rock and roll bands he quoted in a different interview was just like imagine dragons cold play and i'm like dude if that's the if you're t- if your understanding of rock and roll is the tip of the iceberg then make a comment about rock and roll because that's not even the biggest part of it like exactly. you're missing out on so much if you if you're gonna come at me and say rock and roll is dead you guys only have like imagine dragons like like that's like me saying wow hip-hop sucks you guys only have drake like, like that's just ridiculous like that's just like, beyond ignorant imagine dragons aren't rock and roll either like exactly. I, I, they're hardly... my favorite thing is he's like you got the biggest rock and roll bands are this this and, this, and he named alt music and i'm just like yeah, you, and they're hardly okay? an alt band anymore they're just pop and like i'm not bashing pop but they're not doing anything and i get where like if your idea of rock music is imagine dragons yeah okay then that's cool that makes sense you know yeah, rock and roll sucks, but there's so much going on, and if you gave a little time to look at it and be like, yo, there's some cool bands doing some cool stuff right now, like Periphery, how do they say their name? Periphery. Yeah, so this is the say first- Say that five times fast. No. So this is, the, <laughs> like, this is the first time I ever really gave a shit about that band, but listening to them, I'm like, yo, this is cool, and this is like a new way to be like, yo, let's put out an instrumental album, which I'm not even big on instrumentals, but- it's going to be kind of like a post-hardcore album, but also kind of jazzy. And, like, there's bands doing stuff, you know? Like, there's things yeah, to yeah. find where rock music really is changing it up a bit. And then you have guys like Adam Levine who, I'm sorry, like, all right, you didn't make it as a band, so now you're a pop artist. And you're huge, and you're doing your own thing. But why are you just bashing rock music like that? Like, I, you can praise one genre without hating on the next. Same way, like, we're praising rock music right now, but I would never hate on hip-hop because, yeah, I think it's a great genre, and it is the biggest genre right now. And I agree with him when he says you take that. Anything away, you can't take anything away from the craft of hip-hop on its own. No way, because, like, what started as a super underground and looked down on thing no more than 30 years ago is now huge, you know? Like, is now hip- the biggest, like, music listening, has, like, the biggest music following. Yeah, hip-hop was extremely underground to the point, like, 
people were like, no, this is stupid. It's never going to happen. And now it's happening and in the biggest way possible and good for them. Yeah, but the roots the, the roots of hip hop are strictly underground for it's the whole point the whole point of it was just for people who couldn't make music doing it using anything else. So they're like, okay, we're gonna make hip hop and we're gonna make our own genre. Exactly. And it's kind of crazy. I mean the exact quote <clears throat> I got from the article, it's there's a lot of rock and roll listeners and we see it not only all of America, but all over Europe. The rock and roll audience is out there, so I don't think it needs saving. It just needs bands to make good rock and roll and people to buy it and listen to it and go watch it. Yeah. And then, but meanwhile, you know, he only referenced Imagine Dragons and Coldplay. Like, dude, like, get out of here. You clearly don't know rock and roll at the moment. If you have this preconceived notion that big rock and roll is Imagine Dragons and Fall Out Boy, which in a sense they are. They're like the big names of rock and roll. And I say that super lightly. They wouldn't even go out of their way and say, we're a rock and roll band. Yeah, exactly. So, like, yeah, then I would be like, all right, yeah, rock music sucks. But there are a lot of bands who are small and, like, in this scene who are really kicking ass and doing some great stuff. Yeah, they're not selling out stadiums. Which I think not. is what he's expecting, but that's not going to happen to the state of rock and roll right now, not for a while. Yeah, and like you know, you know there's but that doesn't bands. mean that there aren't bands who are selling out five thousand plus cap rooms, like, which is pretty. It's that's like a lot of people. Like I don't get how. Like I don't know what he's expecting from it. I think the thing is, you're talking from a mind of a person who only focuses on mainstream music. That exactly. So Adam Levine, I strongly disagree with you. Just as if you'd ever actually listen to this podcast. Let's move and on. Levine, I really, I already didn't like you, and that's just maybe not like you more. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's that's a good point. But yeah, moving on because this podcast likes to focus on bands that are doing cool shit. So John, La Dispute, they dropped a new song. Yeah, so they dropped two new songs, sort two. of. So the first one's mainly like an instrumental, and then the second one is an actual song that I'm obsessed with called rose quartz this is their fourth lp called coming from uh the fourth yeah the fourth lp called Pan- panorama there panorama. we go there you go buddy panorama hard word <laughs> which comes out next march so it's kind of like a very you know compared to crazy eight who just like oh we're dropping an album in two weeks they're like oh yeah we're dropping an album in three months <laughs> enjoy the um, wait <clears throat> yeah so this is coming off their tour with circus Survive and queen of gene that they just announced it with which is like perfect timing a little bummed out because I would have loved to hear the song live. Um, well, but then that's how you get, or that's how they say, "Hey, we're playing the new stuff," and then you go see them. It's yeah, marketing, exactly. marketing one hundred and one. But yeah. it's produced by Will Yip, who's done records for Citizen, Circus Vibe, Anthony Green, Matt Carey. So wow. I'm not surprised. He also just did a remaster of their "Somewhere at the Bottom of the River" between Vega and, and Altair. <sighs> That's a mouthful. That's what she said. Not okay to say that. It's but okay. yeah, um, songs overall really good. I know you're not the biggest Lotus View fan, but I know you respect them in the scene as you know they were the up and comers of one of the up and comers for the scene in general. Yeah, exactly. I appreciate them. I don't listen to them religiously. I'm gonna be honest and tell you I have not heard these new songs. Yeah, no, that's yeah. I literally just heard them like before we even started recording, and I just felt like I just found out. Yeah, but I'm excited. We haven't gotten an album since 2014 from them, which was like quite a long while for an album. You know, four years. It's on the. It's not super long, but it is on the tail end of a 
you know, usually three. It's a longer cycle. Yeah. Um, coming off their Rooms of the House album, which is like one of my favorite records. But I'm excited. I can't wait to see what the other songs play out to be. I know for Rooms of the House, they release slower songs, which is like this song is pretty slow. And then when the full album came out, it was, they were like heavier sounding Law Dispute songs. So it kind of took everyone by surprise. But I'm yeah. stoked. Yeah. I'm stoked. I mean, yeah, I'll probably listen to it. Uh, I think now as a podcast that covers scene music and stuff i have an obligation to listen to it so yeah yep. i'll probably listen to it give it a go give it a cry i did <laughs> and then go from there oh all right so what else made you cry this week john uh, casey Rip. casey the band which is a band so they're called casey uk their band out of the uk obviously announced that <laughs> well, they're not called they casey are... uk there's casey and they just happen to be the uk version of like like just same thing like architects UK. There's also an architects in America. Well, they specifically and... like they always mention. That, I don't know. Do it's they very, really? Yeah, they're very. Oh, that's so lame. Yeah. It is lame. I'm gonna be honest. But uh, now recently... I'm happy they broke up. <laughs> they 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 recently uh, decided that yeah they're gonna call it quits to the project overall, um, which is kind of it was a bummer for me personally. I yeah. their last album actually that they just dropped this year which I forgot what it was called, which makes me seem like a bad person. You monster. I know. I tend to be that. So it's called Where I Go When I Go When I Am Sleeping. Okay. One of my favorite records this year. Um, it is going to definitely be in my top 10. I don't know where yet, but it is in my top 10. <laughs> very brutally honest record, and it, it was tough to see. It was very random, too, that they announced that they're splitting. They had just finished a tour in Europe, and... They're, you know, the next message that they put out was like, oh, we're breaking up. And <laughs> by, like, this the way. Big message. by the way, we're breaking up and calling an end to the project, but it's OK. Thanks for caring. Um, they didn't end it like on bad terms. They immediately just said lyrically they've written a lot of stories that they just don't like. They just don't feel that way anymore. Yeah. And the band can't really relate. So they just want to move on. And which I respect. Sure. I mean, I, I think a lot of bands, you know, they realize that they came to a point where they don't want to write the same music anymore and they you know either do what emerosa did to a complete 180 turn and say this is new emerosa or just kind of pick up new projects yeah, and, and even on. the statement he said you know <clears throat> it's it's he's not in a, he wrote these lyrics and these music and all the songs when he was in a sad place and yeah he was honest he's like when i like perform them on stage it doesn't feel that same because i'm i'm not there anymore you know and you can't really fake sadness on stage it's kind of tough to do which i mean Yes and no. I think some people glorify depression and mental health really well in this scene, not to call anyone out. So mm-hmm. I think it's kind of, I kind of like appreciate the fact that Casey's just like, yeah, you know what? We don't do that. We're not a sad band. We're not sad people. We're not going to pretend to be sad just to sell records. Like we don't want to be this Exactly. Anymore. And I think that's what I appreciate most. And knowing like the story behind it, like it's, it's cool that they got to pour it out, and I appreciate just as much as they're saying, you know what, we're not there anymore, we got healthy, we're going to have to close this project. Yeah, which, even in a sense, you know, you can write an album that has a different feel to it, you know? You yeah. can be like, yeah, this was the album where we're sad, and now we're happy, and this is the, you yeah, know... Exactly. The key thing is they said that they weren't done making music. They said they're just, clo- for now, they're, with the project Casey, they're going to put it to rest, and then they're just going to leave it that. Yeah. Um, they did announce a couple shows, I believe, in Europe, and then they're going to do one last like final show in and obviously in the states cool and then then they're calling it quit all right well rest in peace i did genuinely enjoy their music yeah r.i.p oh, you're gonna man. be missed so yeah i think that just about wraps 
just about just about wraps up uh, this week's episode. I would say so. Dude, we covered a lot. We did. I'm proud of us. Episode two, man. You know what they say? It's like the first ten of the hardest, and then like it just slides through. Oh, no comment. <laughs> All right. Well, I think in the future, you know, I think we're still trying to touch ground on what we're doing and where we're going with everything. But I think we're going to do good. Uh, next week we'll be recording in person. So that'll be kind of cool. All these like glitches and weird sounds you've been hearing throughout the episode won't be going on for the next couple of weeks, which is awesome. They'll uh, cl- yeah. They'll be cleared up hopefully. Yeah. So yeah, make sure you follow our Twitter page because like I said, it matters to us and share with your friends and all that. We're literally everywhere. Now you can listen to anchor. You can listen to it on iTunes. We're on Spotify, wherever you're listening right now, just, you know, copy and paste that link and be like, Hey, this is good stuff. Let us know what you want to hear too. We're very much open to, you know, seeing what people want and not conforming, but you know, trying to get some of that. If we sounded arrogant throughout, anything talking about anything let us know call us oh, out yeah. on it please call us out tell us we suck i would love to get into some twitter beef now i won't yell at you i want to <laughs> i, I want to hear people's opinions exactly you know and I think... if you did listen to the first one i do want to say thank you because that's yeah. like pretty that's like amazing even if you made it to the end of this one thank yeah, you so much thank you for listening again uh so yeah we have like two more weeks of just normal episodes which what are normal because we've only done two episodes now and i think <laughs> the week so I think we'll put our best, you know, top 10 albums podcast. That'll be out the 26th. So look out for that. Uh, that'll be the last podcast of the year. And then we'll hit the hit the ground running in January. Yeah. And then keep going and uh, keep trying to get better at this. Cool. Yeah. So please, uh, you know, if you're listening on iTunes, you can give us like you can rate and review us. So say some nice things. And if not, give us five stars and then say mean things. Just make us look good. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, follow us on Twitter. It's at SIAB official. So that would be really cool if you did that. Yeah. Cool. And last but not least. I don't know. I don't know either. I guess that's it. Thank you guys for listening. <laughs> See you later. <laughs>